Coming up on the Keto Camp Podcast, we answer the top 20 questions on intermittent fasting. Our factory setting from birth is to be really good at burning fat. Now we have access to so much carbohydrates, toast, grains, pudding, cereal, fruit, oatmeal, and we take this wonderful body that is designed to thrive perfect health, and we never gave it a chance to burn fat. I'm a certified functional health practitioner who's on a mission to educate 1 billion people. I've been obese for most of my life. From rock bottom to the top of the mountain, I am passionate about studying ancient healing strategies like fasting and the ketogenic diet and curating this information on the Keto Camp podcast. My goal is to bring you the thought leaders in this space. My name is Ben Azadi, and I want to thank you for spending part of your day with me. Hey, Keto Camper, I hope you're doing amazing today wherever you are in this beautiful world. I'm so grateful you chose to listen to this podcast today. I have such a special treat for you on this episode. You may or may not know my book. It's a bestseller. It's called The Intermittent Fasting Cheat Sheet. Discover how this ancient practice can transform your health. This was originally released June of 2018. It has gone on to become a bestseller. We also have it posted on Amazon and Audible and we've gotten great reviews on this book. Well, recently I decided to remaster and re-record the entire audiobook for Audible. My editor, Ian, who does such an amazing job mastering the audio, made sure this audio sounds amazing. So, before we even release this on Audible, I decided to reward the listeners of the Keto Camp podcast with the entire audio recording for free. That's right, no need to pay, no need to wait. You're gonna get the entire recording on this actual episode of the Keto Camp Podcast. This is my way of saying thank you so much for listening to the show, for helping it grow. We have reached a top 15 status here in the United States alternative health category, and we couldn't have done it without you. So I'm so grateful. Our mission here at Keto Camp is to educate and to inspire 1 billion people on planet earth and thank you so much for helping us get on our way to accomplishing this goal so in this audiobook you're going to discover who should not practice fasting what are some myths about fasting what are my three favorite fasting schedules will you lose muscle when you fast what if you feel cold during a fast what's that about what will happen to your blood sugars when you fast And then we're gonna get into the Guinness World Record of the longest recorded water fast, which is going to blow your mind. So we give you science-backed answers to the top 20 questions on intermittent fasting. I have been following and teaching a fasting schedule since 2013, and I've received so many questions over the years. So this book is a compilation of those top 20 questions with an answer and a practical solution for you to master this powerful tool called fasting. Now, before we get into audiobook, I hope you are present, you are not distracted, and you really absorb this information. 
This is probably one of the best episodes of the Keto Camp Podcast as an overview of fasting. So feel free to text this to a friend, share it with your loved ones, share it with somebody who needs this information. The only thing I ask for you is to leave the intermittent fasting cheat sheet, a rating and a review on either amazon.com or audible.com, whichever you prefer after you finish listening to the audiobook here on this episode. Leave the book, the intermittent fasting cheat sheet, a rating and review on either audible or amazon and uh, that's all I ask for you to do so. It really will help the book get into some more hands. So before I get into the episode, I just wanna remind you that I do monthly webinars on keto and fasting where I'm live with you and I answer some questions as well and I want you to attend the next one. Go to benazadiwebinar.com. That is benazadiwebinar.com and you could see the next webinar coming up, secure your spot. Those who attend each webinar receive a digital download link with over $200 worth in free digital downloads. One of them is actually the digital paperback of this book that you're gonna listen to on this episode. Take a screenshot right now on your phone, post this episode on Instagram, tag myself. My Instagram handle is at thebenazadi, T-H-E-B-E-N-A-Z-A-D-I, and then tag us over at at ketocampofficial.com. When I see it, I'll share it. We'll get some other keto campers following you back. If you're struggling to find the right foods on your ketogenic lifestyle, I highly recommend you check out Kettle and Fire's new lineup of keto soups. They are delicious, they live up to my high standards of quality ingredients, and they'll help you accelerate your ketogenic results. Visit kettleandfire.com slash ketocamp and use the coupon code ketocamp at checkout for a 15% off. That is kettleandfire.com slash ketocamp. Okay, sit back, stay present, grab a pen and paper. Let's get into the intermittent fasting cheat sheet. Discover how this ancient practice can transform your health. Let's go. Hey, Ben Azadi here, founder of Keto Camp, best-selling author of The Intermittent Fasting Cheat Sheet. Discover how this ancient practice can transform your health. Get science-backed answers to the top 20 questions on fasting. I'm excited. I am grateful. I am pumped up to read this book to you today. Whether you are driving, walking your dog, at home listening to this, I want to let you know how grateful I am that you chose this book. I have been practicing and teaching intermittent fasting and extended block fasting variations since 2013, and I have come across so much amazing research along the way. I have been asked many questions on intermittent fasting. And what I decided to do was put together the top 20 questions on fasting and answer it for you here on this audio book. And before I get into it, I'd love for you to take a screenshot of this on your phone and post it on Instagram. Shoot me a tag and when I see it, I will share it on my stories. My Instagram handle is at thebenazadi and also shoot us a tag over at at ketocampofficial. This book is gonna be unlike any other book you've heard on fasting. I can guarantee that some of the information in here will challenge your way of thinking, and it might be controversial, but allow me to explain the science and the history of fasting. Let's do this. Mark Twain said, a little starvation can really do more for the average sick man than can the best medicines and the best doctors. Fasting is not sexy, Companies don't promote it because there's no money to be made from it. 
you will be scoffed at by family members and coworkers. People will think you are crazy. So be it. I promise if you stick with it, it can be one of the most powerful tools for unlocking perfect health. Like Grant Cardone says, stick and stay. It's bound to pay. Our bodies are hardwired for the old school. I want you to consider how it was back in the day. I'm talking about our hunter-gatherer ancestors hundreds of thousands of years ago. Our ancestors would wake up in the morning along with the sunrise, major health key by the way, then proceed to go out and hunt for their next meal. Throughout the day, as they hunted their prey, they might graze on nuts, seeds, berries, think light snacks and meals, and whatever they came across. Sometimes they couldn't find any food to graze on. So by necessity, they fasted. You see, the body is incredible. We have the world's greatest physician available to us 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. And this is the innate intelligence. We were designed to thrive, not to merely survive. We were designed to live 120 years old, disease-free. Once you remove the interference, the body activates this great physician, and you remove that interference in the case of fasting. The body is hardwired this way. It does not care that you could go on your phone and hit the Uber Eats app and have a millennial knocking on your door in 30 minutes. This is a process that takes place with all 70 trillion cells in the body. So when the body is in a fasted state, our old school wiring kicks in. The body starts to think, oh crap, we are in a famished state. We need to go find our next meal. I'm going to do everything possible to keep this body firing on all cylinders so we can hunt, kill, and eat our next meal all in order to stay alive. You see, the number one priority for the innate intelligence, the human body, is survival. What happens next in the human body is remarkable. Since the body wants you to be alert, focused, and energized to go hunt and kill, it raises something called counter-regulatory hormones. These are hormones that run counter to insulin. You see, when you are fasted, insulin is at baseline. When insulin is at baseline, you're burning fat. And we'll get more into that. But other counter-regulatory hormones are elevated. IGF-1, human growth hormone. Human growth hormone, by the way, is a powerful anti-aging, muscle-preserving, and fat-burning hormone. Many celebrities pay thousands of dollars each month to their doctor to have human growth hormone injected into them because it helps them look and feel younger. It works. However, there are side effects and consequences to getting it injected, but when you are fasting, you produce it naturally. Oh, and it's free. You see, the body wants you to be focused. Your body wants you to be alert. So it'll raise these counter-regulatory hormones to go hunt and kill your next meal. But the ultimate hack here for productivity and performance and just feeling good is to use all of that energy to crush the task at hand. Whether it is listening to this book, your focus, whether it is giving a speech on stage, making a sales call, playing with your family, you have all the energy, all the resources at your disposal because you're not eating food. It takes massive amounts of energy and resources to process food. Think about it. To grab that food, you start chewing that food. It goes from macronutrients and assimilates to micronutrients, and it takes all this blood flow away from the brain 
down to digestion. In fact, there was a study done at the University of Virginia. Dr. Zach Bush, triple board certified doctor, shared this on the Keto Camp podcast. This study showed it took 14 hours to process a meal. And when I say process, I mean from chewing just to enter the small intestine, not even fully processed. They took these college students, that's a key term right there, college students, which have faster digestive systems, and it took 14 hours just for that pizza, 800 calories of mellow mushroom pizza, to enter the small intestine. So if we're not fasting for at least 14 hours every single day, we're creating this backlog leading to gas, bloating, acid reflux, and a whole host of digestive issues. The analogy I like to give is this. Picture a corporate worker. We'll call her Sandra. Hopefully, there's not a Sandra listening to this, and if there is, I am not talking about you, Sandra. So picture Sandra working 9 to 5 every single day at her corporate job. This Wednesday, she worked 9 to 5. She is now walking to her car after a long day's work. It's about 5.05 p.m. She's about to enter her car, so excited to go home and rest and recover and repair. All of a sudden, Sandra gets a phone call from her boss, Sandra, we need you to come back in and work another five hours. So Sandra walks back to her office, reluctantly so, and puts in another five hours of work. Now it is 10 p.m. at night. She is so exhausted walking back out to her car, and she gets the same phone call from her boss. Sandra, we need you to come back in for five more hours. Imagine this happening to Sandra over and over and over for days, for weeks, and even months She would be destroyed. Well, this is what's happening to your digestive system when you're giving it a meal too frequently. You're not allowing that digestive system to repair. So when you fast, it is the ultimate way to reset your gut, reset your digestive system, and start repairing areas that need repairing. Dr. Dan Pompa, my mentor and coach, he always talks about energy diversion during a fast. Think about the quarantine that the world just experienced after the coronavirus. Think about you having time off from work. When you're at home, what do you start to do? You start to fix things that you haven't had time to fix in the past. Maybe it's going into your garage and fixing something in there and organizing that garage or clearing out some extra clothes in your closet space. When you have more time on your hands, you start to do this. Your body does the same thing when you're not eating food. It diverts energy and resources to fix areas in the body that need healing, starting with your gut. I always say, if you want to age faster than anybody in your neighborhood, eat every two to three hours. This will surely do it. When I say this during lectures, when I give my speeches all across the U.S., I have eyeballs pop out. Look, we are not meant to be eating so frequently. It is an unnatural state. No, eating every two to three hours does not speed up your metabolism. No, skipping a meal does not put you in this mythical starvation mode. I'll have more on these two myths later on in the book. These are myths that have been passed around for many years and accepted as truth. There's so much money behind snack foods. This is where it all started. Think about General Mills, Tony the Tiger. They tell you, never skip a meal, eat a huge breakfast. And then we have three of the biggest influencers in the history of this world, Jesus Christ, the prophet Muhammad, and Buddha, who didn't agree on a lot of things, but they agreed on one thing, and that was the power of fasting. Now we have a decision to make. Are we going to believe Tony the Tiger, 
or are we going to believe Jesus Christ? I'm telling you right now, it's okay not to have a muffin every two hours. You are not going to die. The human body knows what to do. This is why you don't die in your sleep. Paracelsus said, fasting is the greatest remedy, the physician within. Let's answer the most common questions about intermittent fasting. What is intermittent fasting? Fasting is not about eating less. Fasting is about eating less often. Fasting is actually something you don't do. Eat. To make things as simplistic as possible for you, intermittent fasting means fitting your total calories within a certain eating window. Some call this time-restricted feeding. Some call this intermittent fasting. To me, it's the same thing. Fasting goes along with any diet philosophy you currently follow. Vegan, paleo, keto, carnivore, it goes along, you plug and play. You save time, money, and the benefits are almost endless with intermittent fasting. Who is intermittent fasting for? Intermittent fasting is for anybody who is serious about their health and longevity. Intermittent fasting, although it is trending on Dr. Google, it is not a trend, it is not a fad, it's a fact. Fasting has been around since humans have existed. It is the reason we exist today because the body has developed these amazing mechanisms in place to deal with times of famish. You see, we have 70 trillion cells in the body and every single cell is designed hardwired for feast famine cycles. And you will learn more about the amazing processes that happen at the cellular level when you begin to fast later on in this book. Here are some interesting fasting facts. In ancient Egypt, India, and Greece, dosed starvation was used as a curative and preventative purpose to strengthen the spirit. It is known that Pythagoras, back in 500 BC, he was a Greek philosopher and mathematician, founder of the famous school of philosophy. He systematically starved for 40 days, rightfully believing that it increases mental perception and creativity. He demanded a strict 40-day fast on water alone from each of his numerous disciples and followers. Hippocrates, back in 460 BC, a physician who owns a great medical commandment, do no harm, was an ardent supporter of moderation and treatment through fasting. He wrote, The addition of food should be much rarer, since it is often useful to completely take it away while the patient can withstand it, until the force of the disease reaches its maturity. The man carries within him a doctor. You just have to help him do his work. If the body is not cleared, then the more you feed it, the more it will be harmed. When a patient is fed too richly, the disease is fed as well. Remember, any excess is against nature. What are some of the benefits of intermittent fasting? We know that two hormones become more sensitive, insulin and leptin. This reduces the risk of chronic disease from diabetes to heart disease and even cancer. This is important for fat loss because when insulin is up, the body is storing fat and insulin is up when you eat food. When you don't eat food via fasting, insulin drops and it helps leptin, which is a fat burning hormone, is then doing its job more effectively. We know that ghrelin is also normalized, which prevents you from overeating. 
We also know that it helps you become fat adapted, which increases your energy by burning stored fat. We were designed to eat food, store that food as fat, and then not eat food and pull that fat out. We know studies show you could dramatically decrease triglyceride levels. You could decrease inflammation and free radical damage, burn fat, and reduce your metabolic risk. Now, the list of benefits are astounding. The human body is wonderful, and amazing processes start to happen when the body isn't receiving food. So here's a short summary of some more benefits of intermittent fasting. Depending on how long the fast, you shift from sugar burning to fat burner. Perfect health is about having metabolic flexibility. This is the natural way we were designed to be. So think about burning sugar as a wallet you have in your purse or in your pocket. You pull out the wallet and you have some cash in your wallet. It's very easy access, very efficient to go grab that cash and put cash right back in, but there is a limited storage capacity in that wallet. This is the same thing when it comes to your glycogen reserves. Glycogen are strings of sugar, and it's essentially your sugar reserves in the body. We store about 2,000 calories of it in your muscle and your liver. So I'm going to compare that to the wallet that you have. It's very easy to store sugar in your body and pull that sugar right out. When you are a sugar burner, not practicing fasting, this is the only capacity of fuel that you have. But like I said, there's a problem here. It is limited storage capacity, so you have to rely on eating every few hours just to feel normal. When you transition to burning fat, which you can do by achieving this metabolic flexibility through fasting, now you have access to burning your fat stores. And I compare the fat stores to the bank safe you have in your bank. And you go to your bank, it's a longer process to get to versus the wallet, but once you have access to your bank safe, it's almost unlimited capacity to the cash. Same thing for your fat stores. You have hundreds of thousands of calories you could store on the body. We want to teach the body to start burning the fat stores. That's what you do with fasting. Credit to my mentor and colleague, Dr. Jason Fung, for that brilliant wallet bank safe analogy. We also know fasting triggers stem cell regeneration of damaged old immune system cells. What happens is when the body gets rid of a damaged cell through fasting, it'll send a signal for a healthier, younger stem cell. We know that fasting reduces inflammation and lessens free radical damage. We know fasting improves biomarkers of disease. You also achieve high focus and mental clarity, preserving memory function and learning. We talked about how that works. It normalizes your insulin and leptin sensitivity, which is key for optimal health. Normalizes ghrelin, the hunger hormone that we spoke about. It lowers your risk of coronary artery disease and diabetes, lowers triglyceride levels, reduces your risk of heart disease. Oh my gosh, what a wonderful list of benefits, and there's so much more. Is fasting effective against cancer? Cells are like cars. When they get old, they need to be destroyed, up to 70 billion per day. Think of the refrigerator you have inside of your kitchen. It has groceries that have an expiration date. What will happen if you let these groceries expire and instead of throwing the expired food in the trash, you kind of just push it towards the back of the fridge? You then buy fresh groceries and place them in front of the expired groceries and you close that door. This is going to lead to a toxic environment 
mold, bacteria, and many other disgusting processes will occur. Guess what? The human body is like this refrigerator. We have cells, fats, proteins, mitochondria that all have expiration dates on them. If you aren't intentionally taking out the trash, so to speak, with your body, this leads to diseases like cancer and Alzheimer's. When you practice fasting, you activate a process called autophagy. Now, the Greek definition of autophagy is eat thyself. This is your body's way of cleaning itself. It's a biological process that removes body's accumulated toxins and recycles damaged cell components. Think of Pac-Man going within your cells, cleaning out damaged mitochondria, damaged proteins, and cleaning out that cell. And if the body has determined, the innate intelligence has determined that this cell cannot be cleaned out, it is a too damaged, it is not functioning, it's what's called a senescent zombie cell, then the body will signal something called apoptosis. Apoptosis is programmed cell death, cell suicide. The body will get rid of that cell, create a new stem cell for a healthier cell. This is autophagy and this is happening. It gets turned on and activated during a fast. Fasting helps your body get rid of these expired groceries like the fridge. Fasting triggers the process of autophagy, which breaks down and recycles dysfunctional proteins and cellular debris. This is why world-renowned researcher in cancer, Dr. Thomas Seafried, who wrote a fantastic book called Cancer as a Metabolic Disease, he said, quote, if you completed a seven-day water-only fast once per year, you would reduce your chances of any cancer by 95%, unquote. This is the amazing process of autophagy at work. In fact, Dr. Thomas Seafried has seen in patients tumors shrink before his eyes when they achieve maximum autophagy during an extended water fast. Does intermittent fasting help to burn fat? I explained how it does a little bit earlier in this book, but it's important to understand this. Our factory setting from birth is to be really good at burning fat. Now we have access to so much carbohydrates, toast, grains, pudding, cereal, fruit, oatmeal, and we take this wonderful body that is designed to thrive, perfect health, and we never gave it a chance to burn fat. Did you know that babies are naturally going in and out of a state of ketosis because breast milk contains saturated fat, cholesterol, and protein, and it helps the baby's brain develop, which is 80% fat? Now, to make matters worse, we take this baby, it grows up, and we're now teaching it to eat every two to three hours. We're teaching it to be a sugar burner, never allowing for the body to go through any periods of fasting longer than just a few hours. When you eat food, you signal to your body to store body fat. When you don't eat food, you signal to your body to pull out that energy in the form of body fat. When you practice intermittent fasting, you are literally teaching your body to shift from burning sugar to burning fat. Basically, your body becomes smarter and understands that in order to maintain blood sugar and spare muscle and liver glycogen, stored carbohydrates, for potential immediate use, it's better off relying on fat, which naturally provides more energy, nine calories per gram versus carbohydrates, four calories per gram. Remember, the sole reason we store body fat is so we can use it for energy when there's no food coming in. 
This is a beautiful survival mechanism. Let's embrace it. What should I eat when I am not fasting? Proper nutrition becomes even more important when fasting. So you really want to address your food choices before you try fasting. This includes minimizing carbohydrates and replacing them with healthful fats like coconut oil, real extra virgin olive oil. Side note, I'm part of the Olive Oil Club. It is amazing olive oil that's delivered to my door from the Fresh Pressed Olive Oil Club. It burns the throat, makes the tongue fuzzy because you know it's loaded in polyphenols and antioxidants. It's first harvest, extra virgin, and cold processed. We want that. It'll reduce inflammation and it tastes damn good. I do have a special deal for you since you are listening to this book to get a $39 bottle of the world's healthiest olive oil for just $1, head to www.ketocampoliveoil.com to claim that bottle. Remember that is camp with a K, ketocampoliveoil.com. Olives are also excellent. Grass-fed butter, grass-fed ghee, pastured eggs, avocados, nuts and seeds. I also recommend getting in plenty of green leafy vegetables in the form of arugula, dandelion greens, spring mix, and cruciferous vegetables. It's important to get plenty of potassium and electrolytes when you are practicing fasting. This is because the kidneys will release excess water weight when you practice fasting. When that happens, you're gonna feel lighter and look lighter, so congratulations. However, you are going to lose a lot of electrolytes. So we wanna make sure we're replenishing that so we feel good during the fast. If you head over to www.ketocampkit.com Com. I have some of my favorite supplements and recommendations for keto and fasting and sleep and other areas of health. So you can go check out these curated products that I put together for you over at www.ketocampkit.com. It typically takes 14 to 21 days to shift to fat burning mode. But once you do, your cravings for unhealthy foods and carbohydrates will automatically disappear. This is because you are now actually able to burn your stored fat, and you don't have to rely on new fast-burning carbs for fuel. It is such a relief when you accomplish this. Imagine being able to go through your day and traveling with your family or whatever it is, and you don't have to worry about, oh my gosh, where's my snack? Where's my next meal? No, your body has a choice here. You can get your calories and your next meal from that plate of food in front of you or You can get it from your butt, your hips, or your thighs. You choose. What will happen to my blood sugar when I intermittent fast? For the vast majority of the healthy population, we are easily able to maintain healthy blood sugars that are neither too high nor too low in a whole range of different situations, including fasting and intense exercise. In research examining the effects of a 24-hour fast, It was found that fasting did not cause blood sugar levels to dip below 3.5 millimolars per liter, meaning that during the 24-hour fast, blood sugar slowly lowered itself but remained at normal non-hypoglycemic levels. If you are on any medication for blood sugar, it's always best to check with your doctor before you embark with intermittent fasting. In the KetoCamp Academy, which is my online health coaching program, I teach the members how to look for optimal levels during a fast. I teach them when to break a fast because it's not working based off of numbers and when to continue a fast. 
just to give you a general synopsis here, we want fasting blood glucose to be somewhere between 72 and 92. That is the optimal range. The body is handling it well. We also want to see ketones. We want to see ketones somewhere between 0.8 and 2.8 in the form of blood ketones, beta-hydroxybutyrate. Now, here's something else to test. Your glucose and ketones throughout the fast. We want to see glucose drop throughout your fast, whether it's 14 hours, 20 hours, 24 hours, and we want to see ketones rise. That's the trend that we want. I teach this in detail in my academy, but if you don't see that trend, if you see the opposite, if we see glucose rising during a fast and ketones dropping, then we want to make sure we break the fast because that means there's a stressor happening. If you want to learn more about my health coaching program, if you want to get access to A to Z keto and fasting protocols and two health coaching calls with me per month and so much more, I want to give you an opportunity to try out the academy. Head over to www.ketocampacademy.com. Remember, that's camp with a K to learn more about the program. And I could teach you exactly kindergarten to graduate school, fasting and keto. That is ketocampacademy.com. Before I continue here with more questions, I'd love for you to take a screenshot of this right now and post it on Instagram. Let your community know you're listening to this book, that you're getting value from this book, and tag me at the Benazadi and at Keto Camp Official. When I see it, I will share it. Will I go into starvation mode when I intermittent fast? I hear it all the time. I need to eat every two to three hours to keep my metabolism revved up and so this prevents me from going into starvation mode. Look, if you want to age faster, eat every two to three hours. We are not meant to be eating so frequently. There is no science that shows eating every two to three hours will speed up your metabolism. And there is science that shows it will age you faster. I used to be a personal trainer for over 10 years here in Miami, Florida. I owned my own personal training business. I owned a CrossFit gym here in Miami that's still there called Live Free CrossFit. And I would get so much heat for telling people to practice intermittent fasting. But here's the reasoning and the science behind it. When you haven't eaten for hours, your body starts to think, oh crap, there is no food coming in. I need to keep myself alive and alert. I talked about this earlier. And we raise counter-regulatory hormones, but the body will start to burn its body fat and it will increase those counter-regulatory hormones. Why is this significant? Because fasting actually speeds up your metabolism. It doesn't slow it down. I'm reading a study here that showed, get this, the basal metabolism did not shut down during a fast. It actually revved itself up. After four consecutive days of fasting, the metabolism was increased by 13%. You might be asking yourself, how is this even possible? It's possible because of the counter-regulatory hormones that I explained earlier. Cortisol, glucagon, your sympathetic nervous system is activated. Your body wants you to be energized and alert to find food. It will not slow down the metabolism. I want to take a quick break here to share with you about the dangers of taking fish oil. I know, shocking. I was somebody who took fish oil every single day for years. And then I came across a ton of research showing the dangers of consuming fish oil. I immediately found an amazing product called Pureform. Pureform is a plant-based omega. And the cool thing about Pureform 
is that it is uniquely processed with nitrogen to preserve it and make sure it does not oxidize. These essential fatty acids are cold pressed and you get the proper balance of omega-6 and omega-3 to feed your cells what it desires. We know that life begins and ends at the cell membrane. And when you have the proper fats, the building blocks for those cell membranes, all of a sudden your fat burning hormones can do its job. So you lose weight. All of a sudden your cells produce energy. So you feel good. So we know that cellular health is key for performance and longevity. So I've been taking Pureform every single day. My dog takes it every single day. So does my girlfriend and my mom. This is how much I love the product. If you want to get your bottle delivered to your door, head over to purelifescience.com. Check them out. Order a bottle or two, and you'll be amazed by how you feel after taking this just after a few days. That is purelifescience.com. Use the coupon code BEN4 to apply a $4 off coupon. That is BEN, B-E-N, and the number four. International shipping is available. Okay, let's go back into this episode of the Keto Camp Podcast. Will I lose muscle when I intermittent fast? I get this question all the time, especially when I used to own my CrossFit gym. Look, we work so hard in the gym, it would be a shame if all that hard-earned muscle was lost during periods of fasting. The human body isn't that stupid. It doesn't store body fat for future energy just to burn muscle when there's no food coming in. This is like storing firewood all summer long to prepare for the cold winter. Then, Winter comes around and you chop up your couch and throw it into the furnace. It doesn't make any sense. In fact, the body won't use muscle until it reaches a freakishly low body fat percentage of about 5% or less. Another great process that happens during fasting is it activates human growth hormone. Human growth hormone is muscle preserving and muscle building. There was a study that showed a 2,000% increase in human growth hormone in men after a 24-hour fast and a 1,300% increase in human growth hormone in women after a 24-hour fast. Human growth hormone burns fat, builds muscle. So let's put this myth to bed, shall we? Can I exercise when intermittent fasting? Absolutely. As I mentioned above, your body is pumping you full of energy. Instead of using that energy to hunt down food, use it for a workout. You'll discover that your best workouts will be in the fasted state. You have an opportunity to go into a workout with food in your stomach or no food in your stomach. If you wanna burn fat and get more of this autophagy process, go into a workout on an empty stomach. You're gonna put your fat stores at the front of that metabolic bus versus having a protein shake or a banana or whatever meal before your workout, you're putting that meal and those calories at the front of that metabolic bus. Look, it might suck at first, but your body will adjust and it's a muscle that you're going to develop over time. Stick and stay, it's bound to pay. It might take 14 to 21 days to adapt to this, but there's some bonus points because you actually could double your autophagy by doing fasted workouts because you get autophagy through exercise and through fasting. So why not get double the effect? Will I get hungry when intermittent fasting? You should see the face people make when I start talking about the many benefits of fasting. They think it's insane. They believe their hunger will cause them to rip their coworkers face off or something. 
Once you have trained your body to be metabolically flexible via fasting and eating plenty of healthy fats, you have control over hunger, not the other way around. One of the most important things to understand about hunger is that hunger comes in waves. The hunger hormone ghrelin raises, which causes you to have stomach pangs and cravings. It always comes in waves. So think of ghrelin, the hunger hormone, as a gremlin. It comes out, it makes some noise, nobody likes for it to be around, but hormones are pulsatile. Every single hormone spikes and goes back down, meaning ghrelin, the hunger hormone, won't continue raising until you can't stand it anymore. It will always return back down to baseline. So ride that wave, that hunger wave. Keep yourself busy. Go for a workout. Go for a walk. Get preoccupied with work and the hunger will go away. Ride that wave on the opposite side are tremendous benefits of you continuing your fast. I do give the members of the Keto Camp Academy some fasting crutches such as coffee, tea, butter, coconut oil, MCT oil during the fast to help them extend that fast if they need to. The great thing about these fats is that yes, they have calories, but they don't really raise insulin. So you're still able to get most of the benefits of fasting. One of the most popular questions I get asked is, does coffee or tea break my fast? I have an extensive video on my Keto Camp YouTube channel on 17 liquids that I go through each one to let you know if it breaks your fast or not. I'm going to give you the synopsis here on coffee and tea. The only way to know if it breaks your fast is to test your blood glucose. You want to test your blood glucose right before you have the coffee or tea and then 30 minutes after. If you see your glucose raise more than five points, it is breaking the autophagy and breaking your fast. If you see your glucose stay the same, you are fine. It's different for everybody. I would recommend doing three days in a row to get an average and you will know if that coffee or tea is breaking your fast. Will I get a headache when intermittent fasting? It's not common to get a headache, but it can happen for some people. From my experience, if you experience headaches, they do tend to go away after your first couple of fasts. If needed, you can treat your headache as you normally would when not fasting. Just remember to get plenty of electrolytes and water and get some fresh air during your fast and in general. Headaches during fasting are usually a result of an electrolyte imbalance. Remember, the kidneys release a lot of excess water weight, which is great because you look good, you look lighter and feel lighter, but your electrolytes go along with it. This is why I recommend one to three teaspoons of high quality salt in the morning with a lot of water. One of my favorite electrolyte powders at the moment is from Redmond and it's called Relite. That is R-E-L-Y-T-E. I do have a coupon code if you want to get a bottle of that. The coupon code is my last name, Azadi, A-Z-A-D-I. What can I drink when intermittent fasting? If you want to get the most benefits out of your fast, then only consume water with some high-quality salt. I personally have some green tea and a fatty coffee during my fast because that works for me. This is called a fat fast. As I stated earlier, you can still get most of the benefits of this fast when doing this. If you want to know if this works for you or not, it's important to check your glucose right before you have your coffee or your tea and then 30 minutes after. 
if we see glucose raise more than five points, it is breaking the autophagy and many of the benefits from your fast. I would do this on a three-day average. I do have a kit I put together with my recipe of my fatty coffee that I have during my fast. You could find that over at ketocampkit.com. I do not recommend things like diet soda and diet drinks during a fast because yes, it may not break a fast, but it's loaded with sucralose and aspartame and other artificial sweeteners that can create havoc in your gut microbiome. Acceptable sweeteners would be pure stevia, monk fruit, and erythritol. We do want to make sure we're checking our glucose before we have it in 30 minutes after to see if it raises glucose. Also pay attention to whether or not it increases your cravings and hunger. For some people, it will. So the only way to know is to test. Should I take my supplements when intermittent fasting? Yes, you can. However, I would give myself a full 24-hour break from supplements at least once per week as a way of resetting the body. This includes a multivitamin, fish oil, probiotic. By the way, I don't recommend fish oil and probiotics. This is a whole different book, but I do have videos about that on my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash ketocamp. But I don't like to really push the body in any direction during a fast. So although I say you can have most of your supplements during a fast, I do recommend having your supplements during your eating window because we want the innate intelligence to do whatever it needs to do. We don't want to push it in any direction. And sometimes some supplements can push it in a certain direction. So it benefits you twofold when you don't take your supplements during a fast. It helps your body reset and rest its digestive system, and it prevents you from developing a potential sensitivity to a specific supplement. It's really your call. What is the best schedule for practicing intermittent fasting? It really depends on your schedule, whatever works best for you. The great thing about fasting is that you have the power and control to break the fast anytime. I personally love an 18-6 schedule for most people, meaning 18 hours out of the day, you are in a fasted state. You're having your water, your sea salt, and if you can do it, your coffee and tea, but no food for 18 hours. And then six hours out of the day is your eating window, having at least one meal until full, which is very important to remind the body that it's not starving. So what this would look like essentially on your calendar, 12 p.m. to 6 p.m. is your eating window, and then outside of that, is your fasting window. Most people can do well with that. Now, if you are just getting started with fasting and you wanna build your way up to that, I would start with a 12-hour fast, very basic. By 8 p.m., for example, you are done eating your last bite of food, you go to bed, and then you don't have anything to eat until at least 8 a.m. That is a 12-hour fast, and then you kinda build from there by pushing that 8 a.m. breakfast to 9 a.m. and then 10 a.m. and then building towards that 16 to 18 hours, which is a sweet spot. Personally, I throw in a 24-hour fast one to two times per week to get more of the autophagy. You also, studies show, this is where intestinal new stem cells are produced at the 24-hour mark. It's a great way to burn more fat, reset the gut. I do recommend it for a lot of the members in my Keto Camp Academy. If you have excessive weight, more than 20 pounds, then yes, you could actually do more block extended fasting. And I have a lot of information about this on my YouTube channel and Keto Camp 
podcast. One of my favorite structures for mastering this art of fasting and mTOR versus autophagy, right? That growth versus the breaking down is the 5-1-1 ancestral mimicry approach that works wonders for myself and the members of my Keto Camp Academy. Now, this was taught to me by my coach and mentor, Dr. Daniel Pampa. Here is how it works. Five days out of the week, you are following your 18-6 intermittent fasting schedule. So you're having your eating window within six hours and fasting outside of that. One day out of the week, you're doing a 24-hour fast. So you'll go dinner to dinner or lunch to lunch or breakfast to breakfast, whatever is better for your schedule. That seventh day out of the week, you don't do any fasting. You actually do more of like a 12-hour fast, which is not much. You have breakfast, lunch, and dinner just as a way to mix things up. Remember, adaptation is key. Always mix up your schedule. Always mix up the keto foods you're eating or whatever diet you're following. The adaptation is where the magic happens. If you want to learn more about the 5-1-1 rule and the 4-2-1 rule and the 3-1-1 rule and many other variations of this, I have it all mapped out in the fourth pillar of my Keto Camp Academy, which is called the Flex Pillar. Head to www.ketocampacademy.com to learn more. Remember, that is camp with a K. Why do I feel cold when intermittent fasting? Ooh, this one right here is a very common question I get. Allow me to break it all down for you. Your body creates heat when you digest food. So on a fast day, when you're eating less, you're not generating that central heating. Also, your body is very good at protecting your vital organs, which means if you're not eating as much, it makes sense that it may prioritize your vital organs, but your extremities, your hands and feet, get cold. There is interesting research coming out of Dutch that shows cool temperatures can actually help with weight loss. The good news is that your body actually burns calories maintaining a stable temperature, so you are likely to be using energy that way. This fascinating Dutch research even suggests that turning down the central heating in your home can help you stay slim. Here is a quote from that study. Quote, having the central heating on may be contributing to our ballooning waistlines. Dutch researchers suggest. They say higher temperatures in homes, offices, and hospitals provide more comfort, but mean bodies no longer need to burn extra calories to keep warm. A Maastricht University Medical Center group says about 66 degrees Fahrenheit is sufficient to provide the right balance. Unquote. This means feeling cold is not a bad thing. You could actually burn more fat. Did you know that fasting actually helps to activate something called brown adipose tissue. Brown adipose tissue is brown fat. The reason it's brown is because it's loaded with mitochondria. Mitochondrias are the energy power plants for your cells. They burn fat, they produce energy, they help you live a long, healthy life. When you are in a fasted state, it means your body is burning fat. The wonderful thing about brown fat is that it literally seeks out white fat to turn that white fat brown. Now, white fat is the nasty fat we have around our belly, our hips, the love handles, around our organs. The white fat is an issue. When you fast, you activate brown fat. It seeks out the white fat. When this happens, blood rushes away from muscle tissue to brown fat. 
And this could result in your core body temperature decreasing and feeling a little cold. A study in Nature showed that fasting mice had white adipose tissue that was converted to brown fat, and it showed this migration resulted in the lowering body temperature of these mice. Very interesting. Another reason why you feel cold during the fast might be because of a neurotransmitter called orexin. A study found fasted mice with suppressed levels of orexin had a lower body temperature. What can you do about this? Well, caffeine has been shown to increase levels of orexin. Everybody has different levels of orexin, which can explain why some get cold during a fast and others do not. Coffee, caffeinated teas would be a great option during a fast to help with feeling cold. Another solution to feeling cold during a fast is supplementing with vitamin B1 that you can take in supplemental form or during your eating window, you could consume vitamin B1 in the form of nutritional yeast, salmon, squash, and asparagus. A quick note here, if you're wondering if it's normal to feel cold during the fast. Yes, it is. But here's when you should worry. If you're cold all the time, not just during the fast, but during your eating window, if you have brittle hair and nails, you struggle to adapt to different temperature changes, hot environment to a cold environment, you're struggling to lose weight, you might have fatigue, these are all signs of thyroid dysfunction, and it might be because you're fasting too much. I teach some signs to pay attention to in my Keto Camp Academy. Will intermittent fasting slow down my metabolism? When you embark on intermittent fasting, you are going to hear it from your friends, your family members, and associates. They're going to say, you're going to starve yourself and wreck your metabolism. (laughs) Is this true? Check this out. In a 2000 study published in the American Journal of Clinical Nutrition, subjects went through four days of fasting to determine the impact on their resting energy expenditure which is the amount of energy your body needs to carry out all of its basic functions when you're resting. The findings would surprise most people. For the first three days, the subjects all saw their resting energy expenditure, their metabolism, increase. After four days of fasting, the study showed the metabolism increased by 13%. This is because, as I mentioned earlier, of the counter-regulatory hormones. Your body is pumping you full of energy and resources to go hunt and kill. It wants you to be alert and energized to find your next meal. The bottom line is that food, or the lack thereof, at least in the short term, has virtually nothing to do with your metabolism. As long as you are eating healthy during your eating window, you're lifting heavy weights, you're getting quality sleep, you're doing the fundamentals of health that I teach all the time, you will get phenomenal fat-burning results and you will have more of an efficient metabolism because that's the goal. So when somebody tells you you're going to slow down the metabolism, there's really nothing to be scared of here. They are projecting their ignorance and fears to you. Silence all of the noise coming from people who do not understand the physiology of the human body. Those who are screaming out that you are crazy for fasting are the same people who try to lecture birds on how to fly. Is intermittent fasting safe for women? 
This has been a topic of controversy in the fasting world. This is primarily, I think, due to a post found online that has been viewed close to 100,000 times. What the author of this post in 2012 wrote is, Intermittent fasting in women. Should women fast? The few studies that exist point towards no. Is this true? I believe that nothing is further from the truth here. There are hundreds of studies spanning over 100 years and clinical experience spanning 5,000 years that point to the fact that women and men respond more or less equally except in the underweight situation. Consider the past 2,000 years of human history. Are Muslim women exempt from fasting? Are Buddhist women exempt from fasting? Are Catholic women exempt from fasting? So we have millions of years of practical experience with women in fasting, and there are no problems in 99.9% of the cases. In Dr. Jason Fung's clinic with Megan Ramos, they've treated thousands of patients and have noticed no significant difference between men and women. If anything, the women tend to do better. Men, it seems, are just sometimes big babies. We have seen the same in my group. I work with a group of 50-plus doctors with Dr. Pompa and many others, and we've seen women do phenomenal with fasting. But I'm going to explain to you some caveats here for the ladies out there doing fasting and even keto. There's actually two times during the month where women shouldn't do too much fasting, and also I recommend getting out of ketosis. These two times are about seven days before the monthly cycle and days 12 to 14 during the cycle. Allow me to explain. When an egg is released, it goes into the uterine lining. The egg is sitting inside unfertilized. It is waiting for the uterine wall to start to shed. Once it gets its signal from progesterone to the uterine lining, it will start to shed and you will get your period. If you are low in progesterone, your uterine lining is not going to shed as much, and you will start to see this as irregular periods and or anxiety right before your cycle. The reason you are experiencing this may be because you do not have enough progesterone. In order to make progesterone, there are certain carbohydrate-rich foods that your body needs. Yep, these are not keto foods. These are actually carbohydrates like sweet potatoes, wild rice, ancient grains, beans, squash, and citrus fruits. This is why I recommend to the members of my Keto Camp Academy who are ladies with the monthly cycle to get out of ketosis and do not practice too much fasting five to seven days before the period and days 12 to 14 of the monthly cycle. This is where we want to actually have more carbohydrates, more insulin spikes to make these hormonal conversions. Is intermittent fasting safe for someone with a thyroid disorder? In general, the thyroid hormone is not really affected during periods of intermittent fasting. It's really the counter-regulatory hormones that are influenced during fasting. In general, you should be fine as long as you are not exceeding 24 hours of fasting and as long as you are actually eating one meal until full during your eating window. I would caution a long-term ketogenic approach, and too much fasting and autophagy, especially for women who do have a current thyroid disorder. Feast days are going to be very important for those who have a thyroid disorder. And I teach more about feast days in my Keto Camp Academy. Insulin is not the bad guy. We actually need 
uh, insulin spike from time to time from healthy carbs to help specific hormonal conversions, one of them being the inactive form of thyroid T4 to the active form of T3. T3 thyroid hormone is the hormone that gets used by your cells. In fact, out of the 70 trillion cells in the body, every one of them has a receptor for the thyroid hormone T3. This cannot be said for all hormones. So I love a cyclical keto and fasting approach, and I teach the 5-1-1 rule, the 4-2-1 rule, and the 3-3-1 rule that I mentioned earlier in this audio book. Who should not practice intermittent fasting? Common sense isn't so common anymore. If you fall into the following categories, it's probably a good idea for you to not practice intermittent fasting. Pregnant women, children, anyone with a history of adrenal issues, anyone who is underweight and or malnourished, anyone with a history of an eating disorder. A side note here on the eating disorder, I have never seen fasting cause an eating disorder the same way washing your hands doesn't cause obsessive compulsive disorder. Just because the behavior is the same doesn't mean the disease is the same. Here are three ways to practice intermittent fasting that are different than the methods I talked about earlier. The 16-8 daily fasting. This is the most common way people practice intermittent fasting. An example of this would be having your first meal at 12 p.m. lunchtime and finishing up your last bite of food by 8 p.m. Your fasting window here is between 8 p.m. and 12 p.m., giving you 16 total hours. This is a great long-term approach that you can do seven days a week. It doesn't matter when you start that eight-hour eating window. You can start that eating window at 6 a.m. and stop at 2 p.m., or you can start your eating window at 2 p.m. and stop at 10 p.m. Do whatever works best for you and is sustainable. Option number two is what's called alternate day fasting. This is a fast for a period of 24 hours every other day. For example, you would eat normally on Monday, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, then continue fasting Tuesday until dinner, which would be a 24-hour fast. This approach might be difficult for some people, especially those who often have business lunches and social outings. I've found from experience working with my clients that this is the most difficult option to stick with long-term. There's also the 5-2 technique. It was popularized by British journalist Michael Mosley. It's called the 5-2 diet because five days of the week are normal eating days, while the other two restrict calories to 500 to 600 calories per day, which is more of what I call a partial fast. I personally recommend that those two restricted calorie days come from 100% fat. The reason is because fat does not spike insulin. For these two fasting days, you can have your bulletproof coffee, your tea with coconut oil, ghee. The goal is to avoid protein and carbohydrates because this would spike insulin and it will stop the autophagy. How do you practice intermittent fasting for fat loss? Well, if you don't eat, you lose weight. That's kind of a blanket statement that most people understand. What I teach has nothing to do with calories. I believe calories do matter, but they are not important. Your body is not a bank account. It is not a math equation. It is not a calculator. Your body is a chemistry lab. 
The body doesn't have any receptors or mechanisms for counting calories, so why the heck do we count them? Nobody in the history of this world has a weight problem. They have a weight symptom. The real problem is the hormones and the cell metabolism. This is where a lot of doctors, nutritionists, personal trainers, and health coaches get it wrong because they're teaching you to lose weight to get healthy when that is completely backward. Like Dr. Berg says, we do not lose weight to get healthy. We get healthy to lose weight. When you fast, you're reducing inflammation. You're allowing your hormones to communicate to your cells more efficiently. This includes your fat-burning hormones. Most programs fail because they have this completely backwards. And you know what else? You did not fail that program or that diet. That program or diet failed you. Once we get people healthy, weight loss occurs as a side effect. I recommend you follow the tips in this book. You get coaching from me in my Keto Camp Academy. You focus on health and non-scale victories, and you'll notice the fat melt right off you. Thomas Huxley said, the great tragedy of science is the slaying of a beautiful hypothesis by an ugly fact. Who came up with this calories in versus calories out energy balance hypothesis, which is really a deception? Coca-Cola did. Here's a quote from Coca-Cola. Quote, balance matters. A 12-ounce can of Coke in the U.S. has 140 calories. All of our beverages, along with sensible diet choices and enough physical activity, can be part of an energy-balanced, active, healthy lifestyle. Think, drink, move, and find your happy balance. Unquote. Does anybody else feel like throwing up here? Get this. The Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics, which is the world's largest organization of food and nutritional professionals, formerly called the American Dietetic Association, 40% of their funding comes from Coca-Cola and other big food companies. They are teaching doctors, nutritionists, and dietitians this method of calories in versus calories out. I'm not saying all nutritionists and dietitians and doctors are bad. There are several great ones out there, and I respect them so much. But the great ones are free thinkers, keeping up with the science, digging for truth. The bottom line is this. Telling people to eat less calories and exercise more to lose weight is like Warren Buffett saying, oh, I'm rich because I earn more than I spend. Duh. Let's make this as simple as possible. When you eat food, you store food energy as body fat. When you don't eat food, you use that food energy as body fat being burned. This is why intermittent fasting is the most powerful tool for fat loss because not only does it reduce inflammation and spike up your human growth hormone, but your body also crushes fat cells and you lose the weight. If you are someone who has 20 plus pounds or more to lose, then you would benefit tremendously from doing more what I call extended block fasting, which is three days or more. Just be cautious. You really have to know what you're doing, and I do recommend working with somebody if you're going to do block fasting. If you think it's crazy to go three or more days without food, I want you to consider this. The Guinness World Record for the longest recorded water fast is 382 days. Did your eyeballs just pop out of your eyes right now? It was done by a morbidly obese Scotsman named Angus Burberry. 
He had nothing but water and a multivitamin for 382 days. Now, he was medically supervised, so that's an important note. His starting weight was 450 pounds. He finished at 180 pounds. He did not have any loose skin. His blood work looked great. His electrolytes looked great. This is an extreme case that shows you that the body is so intelligent, it knows what to do. I would argue that this gentleman, Angus Burberry, he didn't put food in his mouth for 382 days, but he was eating off his body fat. You have a choice. Get your meal from that plate of food or from your body fat. I want to share my final thoughts for you. When you are embarking on the road to perfect health via intermittent fasting, controlling your environment is a major component to successfully arriving at your destination. Environment is more important than hereditary. Here is what the legendary Earl Nightingale said about your environment and how it influences your results. Quote, All kinds of studies have been made regarding motivation. What is it that motivates us to do the things we do, to achieve the things we achieve? While there is not one answer to such a large and complicated question, I believe that the overriding force that motivates people is due to choice of environment. Some people make this choice consciously, but a great majority of people make this choice unconsciously as a result of environmental conditioning, unquote. I want to share with you a story about crabs in a bucket. It turns out you could put 20 crabs in a bucket without a lid, leave that bucket overnight, come back in the morning, guess what? All 20 crabs will still remain in that bucket. You'll probably be thinking, why didn't any of these crabs try to break for freedom? They did, but anytime a crab attempted to break free, the other crabs would claw at its legs and drag it back down. So my question to you is, who are the crabs in your life? Who are the people who are telling you fasting and keto is nuts? It's important to take an inventory and hang around people who are uplifting, who are going to support you because environment is crucial here for you to get the results you want with intermittent fasting and with your health. If you hang around street dogs all day long, you're going to catch fleas. If you hang around the barbershop all day long, you're going to get a haircut. Action takers rule the world. You now have keys to the health kingdom in your hands. You understand how to use my favorite tool in the health shed, which is intermittent fasting. It's time for action. Simply saying you're going to do something is like winking at a girl in the dark. It is ineffective and produces no results. I encourage you to be bold. Take massive action. When you do this, the universe will conspire to help you because you are not a procrastinator. You have the habit of procrastinating. By the way, perfectionist is just a fancy word for procrastinator. My mentor, John C. Maxwell, once told me, your success is hidden in your daily routines. What are some habits you can change today? You change your habits, you change your life. Maybe it's skipping breakfast or swapping your breakfast with fatty coffee or fatty tea. It's going to suck when you embark on this new goal of intermittent fasting and health, but my formula is this. Suck, 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 cess. Embrace the suck. Push forward. You got this. In my Keto Camp Academy, there is a section called Mental Six Pack, where members get to watch a few videos per day to inspire them, keep them motivated on their journey towards perfect health. I encourage you 
to be a part of this amazing community called the Keto Camp Academy. It is A to Z keto and fasting. It is kindergarten to graduate school for fasting, keto, health in general. Head to www.ketocampacademy.com to get signed up, get coaching from me, and let's embark on this journey together. I'd love to connect with you on social media. You could find me over on Facebook, facebook.com slash thebenazadi. My Instagram handle is at thebenazadi. I hope you took a screenshot of this on your phone and posted it. If you do, tag me on Instagram at thebenazadi. YouTube, we have over 100,000 subscribers over at youtube.com slash ketocamp. You could find me on LinkedIn, benazadi.com, and head to ketocamppodcast.com to go listen to the Keto Camp Podcast. Lastly is I put together several kits for you over at ketocampkit.com. I want to thank you so much for listening to this entire audiobook. I acknowledge you for being committed. Now it's time for action. Speak to you soon. I told you that was going to be a fun ride. Thank you so much for listening to the entire book. Please head over to amazon.com or audible.com and just leave this book, The Intermittent Fasting Cheat Sheet, a rating and review. It really makes a big difference. And if you haven't done so already, take a screenshot of this episode on your phone right now, post it on Instagram, shoot me a tag at TheBenazadi and at KetoCampOfficial. When we see it, we will share it. Thank you so much for listening to the entire episode of the Keto Camp Podcast. You'll hear me on the next one. This podcast is for information purposes only. Statements and views expressed on this podcast are not medical advice. This podcast, including Benazadi, disclaim responsibility from any possible adverse effects from the use of information contained herein. Opinions of guests are their own, and this podcast does not accept responsibility of statements made by guests. This podcast does not make any representations or warranties about guest qualifications or credibility. Individuals on this podcast may have a direct or non-direct interest in products or services referred to herein. If you think you have a medical problem, consult a licensed physician.